Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. Uh, just finished watching the Spurs United game. Bloody hell, what a game. What a game. What should worry United is that was Spurs' second team. And gave them a bit of the runaround. Blind. Ugh. United are bad. They are bad. Considering they've spent $400 million in the last two years. That's bad. You can't you can't be getting the runaround from Spurs' second team. And what should really worry Man United is they're one point above Chelsea in a disaster, catastrophe season for Chelsea. And that's their best team, really. I mean, United have their best team. Shout out to Onana, who is supposed to be playing an AFCON game in less than 24 hours' time as I record this. And he's just finished up in Manchester. It takes about seven hours to fly from Manchester Let's say private jet, seven hours, even if he flies overnight, he's got to play in less than 24 hours. So if he flew, I mean, let's do the maths quick, like immediately, right? The game started in England at seven o'clock CAT. It's now nine o'clock as I'm recording the CAT. So let's say he's leaving now. It's going to take him seven hours. So he's going to get to Abidjan at around four in the morning give or take if that's like express everything goes perfectly he's already showered he's already the plane was actually waiting at old trafford he'll get that four in the morning go to training and then play tomorrow at seven unbelievable scenes but what a game english premier league undefeated uh what are we going to talk about where i was right where i was wrong arsenal fans and not just arteta not not like aftv i'm reading Stuff on Sky Sports and The Athletic about Arteta being under pressure. I want to give some thoughts on that. And then we'll finish off in the mailbag. Got a really cool mailbag question. Got a really cool mailbag question. So we'll get into the show. Um, What a weekend. What a weekend. Uh, SA20 has started in South Africa. If you're a cricket fan, are you enjoying that? Um, Was DMing somebody who is from Cape Town. Um, and is up in Johannesburg enjoying what may be the game of the tournament, by the way. Because, I mean, my Cape Town, they've maybe got the most explosive top three in the tournament. I mean, Paul Royals, you would think, with the Roy... And I don't know what's happened to Salt at um, Pretoria Capitals, but what Rickleton was doing is just... Uh, Van der Dersen, what are we doing there? I think it was Rickleton and Van der Dersen, uh, who's made 100 off like nothing. Uh, was it 45 balls? Uh, just hysterical. Just absolutely hysterical. I thought they were going to make 260. I was texting people at about four or five overs. They're going to make 250 here. So incredible innings there. So if you're in, a fan of cricket, uh, the SA20 is going and it's summertime. I mean, listen, even if you're not into T20 cricket, there's nothing like a day at the cricket. Especially if you can, if you're, if you're about a good time, like, uh, um, so I live in a cottage, right? Like at the back of someone's property. And yesterday, essentially, my landlord said, hey, do you want to come to the cricket? I'm like, oh, where's your tickets? He's like, wooden stands. So if you know the stands at Wanderers, the wooden stands is where, it, that's the best time. If you, want, if you want to go and have a good time and you're in Johannesburg, you want to watch the cricket, Go and sit in the wooden stands. If you want to get the beers with the lads and the lasses and we're getting in there, a little bit of bants with the players, you want to be sitting on the wooden stands. And I was like, bro, I, I don't go to the cricket if I'm not sitting in a box. So forget it because I'm a yuppie now. I'm old. I've done that. I'm, I'm a, what am I going to go do? Get, get burnt by the sun the whole day. I don't drink. Guys are having a good time. Like I've, I've done it now. I want to I sit in a box and eat biltong. You know what I mean? I just, so what are we doing? So, so for me, I, I was going to go, but I, I couldn't get box tickets, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy that a man, a small deal like me, can't get box tickets. Anyway, uh, I didn't go. Turns out I should have gone. 
Might be the game of the season. Might be the game of the season. Um, so if you're going to SA20, enjoy yourself. It's it's high at summer now, by the way, in South Africa. It's in Johannesburg, we have thunderstorms, but during the day, it's between 28 and 35 degrees. The, the youth are youthing. Them things are stanging. Them things are stanging. It is the time to be alive in Africa right now. I just love summer. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Uh, the MKT show... Um, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcast. Please do like, share, subscribe. If you've got a sec, uh, do leave us a rating wherever you listen. Wherever you listen to the podcast, uh, it's available wherever. You're like, you know where to get a podcast. People know where to get podcasts. Just subscribe wherever you are, please. And l- leave a note, you know. I, I prefer, well, I guess, where are we now? We live in a world of, you, you can't say anything. So, if you if you want to leave this comment, I like vanilla ice cream, but please let me be clear. It doesn't mean I hate people that like strawberry ice cream. I, I think you can like different ice creams and we can still agree on many parts of life or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. You've got, you got to be PC. You know what I'm saying? So do leave a comment. If you, by the way, even if you hate the show, I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with hate listeners. The haters, you know? Like, oh. This guy, or who, who does he think he is, or, or whatever. I, 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 I don't know what people are thinking. People are listening. Over 6,000 listeners on the last episode, which is hilarious. That's, that's the most people that have ever listened to me talking to a microphone by myself at home. I do enjoy doing this. I do enjoy doing this. It is the MKT show. It is a sports show at times. It is a sports show at times. Big response... <laughs> a bigger response than I thought would happen to the previous podcast. Um, hey, listen, r- romance is a bit of a thing, hey? I, I, I guess that's what everyone's doing, you know? We're trying to live our lives, half the load. You want to half the load. By that, I mean you want to get a partner to share the good times and the bad times with. You know, a pleasure shared is a pleasure doubled or whatever. A problem shared as a problem halved or, or, or whatever is what they say so I, I, listen I, I tell everyone whatever guys are doing it's to get women's attention like i've always said that i hate that we live in a world now where like i don't have to be objectifying you for that to be true you know is it, like guys whatever guys are doing like if he's working to get more money to get a nicer house or a nice car it's not for himself like guys can survive for, like if people saw how I live, I live like a peasant. I have, like I'm not into stuff, but on some level, I guess, who knows? You know, I do have Tom Brady um, spectacles, so maybe I'm looking for somebody who would notice my spectacles. You know, that they are Christopher Clus, very very nice, no free ads, but but they are. So whatever guys are doing, it's it's for women. Like like, why can't we just say that? Why do people have to? Oh, oh my God. What about stop stop sexualizing everything? Well, I'm not, but it. I mean, I'm a year and a half, basically two years through a genetics degree. It is the genetic driver, like reproduction. It's called the. I mean, if if you'd like to go and read about it, uh, you can Google the will to life. Right, a guy called Arthur Schopenhauer. Um, yeah, the, I'm not gonna. We can have a philosophy lesson another time. But anyway, I, I think we can all say that and, and be okay without getting emotional. You know, you know, not everything needs to outrage people. I would say 99.7% of the world shouldn't outrage you. Like very little now, if you're middle class, should outrage you. I'm sorry. People who get outraged by everything. Calm down, Petal. Hey, calm down to a panic, sweet cheeks. Honey bun. Hey, settle down. Settle down. It'll be okay. Come, come let me rub your tummy. Let me rub your tummy. It'll get, it'll get better. Like a relax. N- nothing. <laughs> Most things are not worth getting worked up over. Like 0.3% of the world, if you're middle class and up, should outrage you. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everything's outrageous. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy, eh? Maybe I'm loco. Um, but do do leave a comment. Do leave 
a comment wherever you listen to the podcast. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're going to have a great week. Uh, I fully intend to. It is now like we're back in the workflow now. Uh, I'm, I don't want to hear people saying just got back from holiday. Like, okay, great. Get back to work. It's, it's flipping halfway through January. Can, can we maybe start creating a flipping taxpayers base here? I'm just speaking specifically in my country. In fact, wherever you are in the world, who the hell needs to be on holiday past the 15th of January? Who, who, who are you? Who, like, who are you spending more than 15 days of January? Because you've been on a holiday since the end of November as well. You, you don't need three months of holiday. Nobody needs, nobody above the age, nobody below the age of 50 needs three months of holiday. I'm sorry. Like, no, 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 no. You, you have not contributed enough to, to society to take three, a quarter of the year off. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm sorry. Nobody, unless, like, unless you're an investment banker. And so I've got a friend who only works six months of the year. And he makes, like, like I, I can tell you, he, he makes about six, seven million dollars in those six months. And then he takes six months off and then he gets back on the hamster wheel. Like, that, that's how he, unless you're doing that. You know, and even him, like he doesn't, nobody needs six months. Like just contribute to society. What are you, what are you doing? Now, having said that, I I maybe have the least contributory job to society in the world. You know what I mean? I just talk for a living. Like nobody, nobody's winning with me talking. (laughs) No, there's no, no, nobody's going, oh, my life's so much better. As as much as I, I would like this hour to be funny and the least annoying part of your day if i got hit by a truck tomorrow are we are we losing sleep i mean I, I prob- like if we lose a surgeon who 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 fixes the kidneys of children for free you know <laughs> like that's a problem anyone can talk you know like we, we got to be able to look at it in the eye so maybe I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Maybe some people who work in HR at a bank or whatever need three months. Although, I'm sorry. The, the, you know who doesn't need a holiday? People, people below the age of 30. Like, oh, I just need a break. From what? You haven't done anything. Why do you need a break? You haven't, you've done, you have not contributed to society. What do you need a break from? Why do you, I hear like, like 20 year olds, oh, I just need a vacation. From what? Your life's free, your parents pay you for your food and car. You, you need a break from what? You're not doing anything. Oh, the world's so stressful. You, what? You don't even have a tax number. What is a 23 year old? Why do they need a vacation? Like, why do you need to go on holiday? It's mental. Go to work. Go to work. Unbelievable. 15th of January. Let's get back into it. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into the show. MKT show. Um, if you're a Man United fan, Jaden Sancho, good riddance, huh? That, that, that's good riddance. You've you got to start getting that out. Um, sort of the Arteta, um, Chelsea did it now. And, and Man City did it, right? And, and Fergie was the, the maestro within the English landscape. Like, just get rid of people who don't want to be here. There's nothing worse than a relationship where someone is there and they don't want to be there. You can't be 23 and voluntarily not want to apologize and sit out for three months. After they gave you a mental health break for three months, by the way. Do you remember last year? Jaden Sancho just disappeared. Is he injured? No. No, he just needs a break. And he went to Holland to train with... Ten Hag got him some coaches and he was just away for three months. Like, is he injured? No. No, he's fine. What do you mean? No, he's fine. He just can't play. Three months. Could you imagine? He's, he's earning £300,000 a week, by the way. He got three months off in the season. And then he comes back, is late for training, uh, repeatedly. And he tweets about it. And he's asked to apologize to the club. And he refuses. So he's voluntarily not playing football. For three months again this year, by the way, how long Jaden Sancho hasn't played for Man United, on £300,000 a week. And he's, he's choosing not to play football. 
He like he can't say sorry. No, no, no. That's it. It's asinine. But what it's telling you is he's got other priorities, which is okay, by the way. But if you want to be that guy, go play for Borussia Dortmund. Go and play for Everton. That's fine. Like at that level, when you're when you're at, I, I would say there's five or six clubs like Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, um, you, you know Tottenham. Like football's got to be your thing. It, it, it can't be a second priority. Like you remember Benoit Asso Ikoto, who said he doesn't like football. It just happens that it pays a lot, and he's really talented at it. But Tottenham back then was that club. You can't, you can't be there now. Like like you got to be real. Like if you're at Man City. You know, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham. Football has to be your thing. It can't be about anything else. And good riddance. Good riddance. I, th- I think this is the way for Man United to go. Now, do you have the stomach? Do you have the cajones to back Eric Ten Hag through the culling? Because the reality is you've got to allow him to get rid of people like People won't like it, but Marcus Rashford has to go. Scott McTominay has got to go. Bruno Fernandes. I'm sorry, I, I don't know what people see in that guy. What position does he play? Like, I don't know what Bruno's thing is. Like, all he does is try Hollywood passes, and then I don't really know what else he's doing. But anyway, uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, he's got to go. Like, the, the people I'd keep is like, I, I don't like Varane, but he's clearly a leader of men. I'd keep Luke Shaw. Uh, you've spent too much on the keeper. But like Wan-Bissaka and all of these guys. I would keep Delo, but I don't know why people don't like Delo. He's your modern-day wing-back who's going to get forward. But Man United are just so poor at retaining possession that he has to play like right-back instead of right wing-back. It's weird. I like Delo, by the way. I'd take him at Chelsea immediately. Because although I don't think he's as good as Gusto uh, and Rhys James is never fit, I would like Delo. I'd take Delo as the other guy because he's fit. He plays. He's tough in the tackle. It's good one-on-one. I thought he was terrific against Timo Werner today. So I really, really like Delo. And technically, he's magnificent. And he's your modern-day wingback. But at United, is you need a possession team for a wingback to flourish. You know, there's a reason Trent Alexander-Arnold, who couldn't defend an AK-40, or who couldn't defend a piggy bank with an AK-47, can play right wingback in a possession team. And that Gagan, that, that synchronized high press that Liverpool give you, is doesn't matter what position Trent Alexander-Arnold plays. They're just so good at pressing. And they're going to have 60 to 65% of the ball every game. Imagine Delo in that team. So, and he's a great technical striker of the ball as well. So I really like him. But if you're United, you know what you need is some personality. Like Marcus Rashford, I just saw a clip of him now doing the yapping symbol, you know, with your hand when you, like, like you've got a puppet um, on your hand, imagine that's like keep talking to the fans. Like you've scored one goal. He scored his one goal since May at Old Trafford. It, it is now January 2024. He scored one goal since May 2023. Can you imagine that? And he's giving it the bigger. Like you, you got to get rid of Marcus Rashford. That, that that's not a Man United player. You scored one goal at home since May 2023, and it's January 2024. Get out of here. Like get out of here. Why is he sulking? Again, that that to me is insane. It's almost like I don't deserve any criticism. He's been horrible for 18 months. Horrible. You've got to watch Black Adder. There's a a very famous scene as the jester comes in or the messenger boy comes in to kind of tell him, so-and-so has been murdered, my lord. How did he and how did he die? Pray tell, horribly, my lord. Anyway, you've got to watch it to know. But he's been horrible. Rashford's been horrible, horrible, terrible, horrendous. He's been terrible for eighteen months. He scored one goal. He's giving it the big one. Hysterical. Get rid of those personalities. Get some. Get some grown-ups in there. Like one of the things about Man City, they came back against Newcastle yesterday, and we'll talk about that. But but they're grown-ups. Like, Kim De Bruyne is a grown-up. See what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Diaz, grown-up. Gvario, grown-up. You're not, you're not just paying for talent. Like, okay, at that level, you should be creme de la creme. But can you dig deep? Can you, can you be Bernardo Silva? Can you play 63 games in a year? And not whinge? Can you be Rodri? 
and fight till the end and track back. Like Marcus Rashford today, unbelievable how little he tracks back. You just, you can't have that in the modern day where Son Hyung Min is one of the best players of his generation and is tracking back. And Marcus Rashford, who I don't think is, he might be the fourth. Of, he's, he's not as good as Harvey Barnes. Marcus Rashford on just footballing ability alone is the fifth, sixth best left wing. Because he's not as good as Jack Grealish, by the way. And Rashford doesn't drop back. It was embarrassing. I mean, Brennan Johnson's Welsh. I would ask you, who would you take? Brennan Johnson, Marcus Rashford. Why is Rashford sulking? I just, I don't understand that. And stop telling me about pressure. Like, these whingy millionaires. Cut it out. Like, I'm not having it. I'm sorry. I'm not having it. If you want to make me sick, you you want to revolt me, you sulk. Like, your life's the hardest life in the world. Marcus Rashford, your life's fine, by the way. You, you live a better life than 99.9% of human beings have ever or will ever live. And you're having a whinge. And, and by the way, it's okay to be sensitive. That I'm not saying people aren't allowed to have feelings. We all have feelings, right? But you can't have... You, you, part of being a professional sportsman is you can't say, oh, he's really talented, but he doesn't have the, the mental wherewithal or the mental fortitude to block that out. That's part of the talent. You think Kevin De Bruyne is not getting attacked in his DMs or whatever and hasn't been criticized his whole life. Come on, man. You think Roy Keane, being Catholic Irish, wasn't criticized in his time living in Manchester in those times. Like, listen, there's a contentious relationship between Ireland and England, Catholic-Protestant, especially up north. Especially up north, the closer you get to the north of, of England, that stuff's real. Ask the Scottish people. It's real. It is real. There's a reason why in the... Um, and Roy Keane is quite outspoken, by the way, about that, that divide. And what you've got to realize is it's so strong up north, particularly Scotland, that Rangers fans couldn't go to the Celtic game. In fact, the Old Firm Derby can't have away fans now. That's, there's been an embargo there. So do not think Roy Keane had it easy being Irish and captaining Manchester United like late 90s, noughties. Police. Police. Do me a favor. Paul Ince, being a, imagine being a black player in the 90s in the United Kingdom. I mean, you saw, you've seen what it's been, it's like being a black player in England now. Imagine being Paul Ince then. Late 80s, 90s. Imagine being John Barnes at Liverpool. I mean, you don't have to imagine because John Barnes is happy to tell you. Ian Wright, you've heard his story. Ian Wright, one of the greatest players, one of the greatest players Europe has ever seen. No whinging, just get on with it. Like Marcus Rashford, do us a favor. You know what the other thing is? I don't mind if he's brilliant, if he whinges, you know? Like, I'll, I'll put up with Cristiano Ronaldo and his prima donna stuff. I mean, I'm getting 60 goals a year. If Leo Messi was a drama queen, uh, like uh, okay, like Samuel Eto'o, he was a, he was hard work. Drogba with his relaxed hair is a disgrace. You you put up with that. Production tolerance, right? We live in a production tolerance world. Tolerance will never exceed production. Marcus Rashford. I, I don't know if Marcus Rashford has improved since the very first year he was in the Man United team. So didn't enjoy that. I, I think those are the kinds of guys you need to be getting rid of. Are Man United fans, is the club, is Sir Jim Radcliffe going to be patient enough to say, I've paid a billion pounds for 25% of the club. Is he going to be patient enough to say, oh dear, there's been such an erosion of culture that we've made mistakes around character uh, from Di Maria. These are good players to Sancho. You know, these are all character issues. I think Bruno Fernandes shouldn't be the captain of Manchester United, whether you think he's a good player or not. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, that, is that the right kind of player? Luke Shaw, you know, can you be at Man United and have weight problems? Should, should that be the kind of player you have? You've got, you've got to look at Luke Shaw and say, listen, dude, if you can't keep your waistline together as a professional footballer, that's a failure of character. I'm sorry, that's poor behavior. And, and it's not because he's got a big body shape. Like... He's he's having fluctuating weight. Is that the kind of character you want? 
I've never heard about that in Man City. Now, Calvin Phillips seems to be having that issue. Uh, you saw Pep Guardiola said he was unfit when he came back in the season. Okay, where's Calvin Phillips? He's not playing. They've bought the young boy from Wolves, haven't they? Cunha, is it uh, not Cunha? I forget the guy they've bought. But that's what happens. Calvin Phillips is out. Poor character, you're out. That's, that's what happens at the top, sorry. Go cry with your mommy. Are United willing to suffer the pain that Arsenal were willing to do? Get rid of Ozil, Kolasinac, Iwobi, that mediocrity. Can they, can they suffer the indignity of maybe coming 8th this year, maybe 8th next year, as they, as they evolve past the Anthony Martial? Be interesting to see. But James Sancho, good riddance, if I'm a Man United fan. Um, so a lot, uh, over the last couple of months, you know, I've gotten back on the Strava. So I do post my, you know, I'm, I'm currently in a, in a training program working up towards a race in a, at the end of April. Um, and I have been seeing a few DMs. Hey, are you training or like what's the story? And the, the answer is I am training for a race. So I'm going to do a 100 miler at the Ultra Trail Drakensberg. It's at the end of April. It's called UTD. So that's what I'm training for, um, a mountain ultra or, yeah, mountain ultra called the Ultra Trail Drakensberg. Mountain running is my abyss. You know, I just, I, I, or, or it's my, that, that, that is my pleasure. You do go into the abyss. <laughs> those mountains, especially the Drakensberg, is, those mountains. Those are, those, those are the wildest mountains in the world, I would argue. Uh, incredible. Some of the least explored places, spaces, in the world, uh, completely raw and wild as soon as you get into the big Drakensberg. So um, I am training, for those who want to know uh, what I'm doing, I am training for a 100 miler. It's been a while. Um, it's going to be my 10th race over 100 kilometers. So I thought I'd uh, I'd give it a proper tonk here. It's going to be fun. 100 miles, long way, 160 Ks, give or take. Should be fun. So yeah, that, that, that's the answer. For those who want to know if I'm training. MKT at the MKT show. Otherwise, MKT inspires is Instagram. If you want to get into the DMs, slide in there. Um, yeah, Quite a few people, men and women, have responded. When I say quite a few, I'd say 60. I, I, I didn't count. But between 50, between 50 and 100 of people who had uh, mixed opinions about my previous or the previous dm regarding the romance and the idea of becoming what you want to attract rather than chasing what you're attracted to so interesting interesting to hear big it's probably the biggest not not probably it's the biggest dm response i've ever had so very interesting very very Interesting. How the ladies, hey, they, they're going to get you. At some stage, they will get you. But hey, what's this all for? If not for the ladies. As a guy. Or as a lady, by the way. It's 2024. People are people are ladying with ladies. Menning with men, you know. The gays. They are around. They exist. They're a part of society. No one cares, by the way. Like... Yeah, you, you can't have your the, the main trait about you. Be gay. Okay, great. You're a man attracted to men. You're a woman attracted to women. Great, let's move on. What are you bringing to society? No no, no one in the civilized world should care. Like, congrats. It's not an achievement being gay. Like, can, can we... Like, oh, you're gay. Okay, great. And not even well done. It's like, oh, okay. You, you're a man attracted to men. Excellent. Where's the report? Where's the financial report for the week? Go to work. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like being heterosexual is not an achievement. Get on with it. No, nobody cares, Sparky. Get in the mix. You, you, no, no, no one's that important. No one's that important. No, none of us. Just go to work. Go to work and contribute. Pay your taxes. Shout out Impor Magali. You know, you know. 
All right, every Monday, I tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. Uh, that is where I've made calls, made uh, predictions, and um, I tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. Okay, let's get straight into it. Where I was right, Newcastle have to sell for financial fair play. Um, it's because they didn't fire Eddie Howe. Now they're not going to make the Champions League. They're going to lose out around £150 million of revenue. And now Bruno Guimaraes will go to Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City or Chelsea. That's just what is going to happen now. But this is what you. This is what happens when you let things drift. I told you, he's the phase one guy. I, I don't get the Eddie Howe obsession, by the way. He's like super predictable, one-dimensional, and at this level, you need to be a bit cleverer and coach a bit. You, you, you can't be a come-on lads type of guy. And he's just a come-on lads type of guy. Like, there's clearly nothing clever or revolutionary about them. Like, with Newcastle, we've seen what they are now. A little bit of high pressing, quick passing, and, you, and then it's a bit of individual brilliance from Bruno, Bruno Guimaraes with a magnificent pass or um, whatever it may be. There's nothing clever. I mean, with Klopp, with um, with Man City, you, you see with with Pep, you, it, it's clever. It's multidimensional. It's it's multifold. There's idiosyncrasies to what they're doing. Whether it's how they beat the press, um, how they get into the final third, what they do when they get into the final third, how they overload the patience to unlock teams. You know how they move their blocks, like to control the game. So they play. The, Man City will go into a low block and start passing the ball around. That's with the ball, by the way. They never play in a low block without it. I think Pep Guardiola's rule is, I think it's three seconds that he wants to turn the ball over, um, so that they can start playing again. But they will, as the game fluctuates, one 0 two 0 up. Uh, Mourinho's sides uh, were brilliant. At this is they'll play a lower block in terms of when they've got the possession of the ball is because you don't always need to be scoring, right? There's different... There's, that, that's why you need Rodri. That's why you need Iniesta. That's why you have David Silva. That's why you have these kinds of players, these conductors. Um, is You don't always need to be going hell for leather, right? Sometimes you just need to control the game, slow it down. I thought Bentacore was brilliant for um, Spurs tonight against Man United. So... I was wrong there, Newcastle, or I was right, Newcastle, fire Eddie Howe, like, like, what were you doing not firing him last year, they now need to sell for FFP, where I was wrong, Gabriel Jesus is not him, I thought he was, but to wear the Arsenal number 9, you've got to be that guy, you've got to be that guy, and he's not, you've got to be Thierry Henry, you know what I mean, you've got to be Robin Van Percy, you've got to want it, you've got to want the responsibility, you've got to be Ian Wright, you've got to want, this is a special club, this is a big club, this is big pressure, the Arsenal are a serious club. And he's not that guy. He's a guy, but he's not the guy. Um, I was wrong. Gabriel Jesus, he's going to cost them the league title. They should have gone elsewhere. Whereas our test cricket's finished, I read today that Dean Ulger retired essentially because South Africa are not going to play enough test cricket over the next year and they need to develop the next era. If he is given another contract, they have three test matches in this year. It's been, it's been made clear to him that, dude, we need to develop the, the next era you're going to be taking up a spot and money and a contract and we can't develop the next era because there just isn't enough test cricket for him to play. I was right. Test cricket's finished. Dean Elgin, enjoy yourself. I think he's gone to Essex, is it? He is playing in county cricket, probably making 10 times what he would have made as a pro tier. Anyway, shout out Dean Elgin. Where I was wrong, Jack Grealish is going backwards. What's happened there? Listen, I suspect Pep Guardiola has had enough of the antics. Listen, he got rid of Zlatan Ibrahimovic at his peak after one season. He doesn't play that. He got rid of Samuel Eto'o, who's a big personality. Pep does not play that. You remember Zlatan pitched up in his Ferrari and was told to go home. Here, it is Barcelona. We drive the Audi, which is the team sponsor car. Um, I was wrong. I don't know what's happened to Jack Grealish. He's sitting on the bench. Something's gone sour there. Because he was brilliant in the treble season. I think that Jack the Lad thing that I've always told people about. Pep won't tolerate that. I think he hoped he can coach it out of him. Clearly uh, not able to. Uh, whereas I'd Anthony Gordon is the best left wing England have. If he doesn't make the squad. And Marcus Rashford does for Euros. Then Gareth Southgate's laughing. He, uh, there's, he's laughing. He's laughing. You, you can't not take Anthony Gordon. He's the best left wing England have. You've got to take him to the Euros. He does everything. He tracks. He, he scores goals like Rashford. He crosses. He, he'll put his stick his foot in. He's a character as well. He, he, he loves the big moment. He's not yeah, he's not sulking. 
like Marcus Rashford is, he's a bit of a, what they call in England, a shithouse. But I like that. He's a cult hero. He's that guy. He'll get stuck in, in those big moments. He's not shying away. Marcus Rashford has a sulk. This is the real deal. And I said about two years ago, uh, that this, when he was at Everton, I said, this is the guy. If you go and look on Twitter you, and you just look on my tweets, just type Anthony Gordon, you'll see what I've had to say about him over the last 18 months. I really, really like this boy. I think he's the best left wing England have. I was dead right there. Lastly, where I was wrong, Everton are in huge trouble. They drew today against Aston Villa, but they are still just one point above the relegation zone. And now that 10-point deduction becomes a thing. I worry about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Does he take it seriously? Does he want to model more than he wants to play football? Uh, I texted with an Everton fan today. He said, I like him. I said, so do I. But I just worry that he doesn't take it as seriously as I'd like him to. Everton in big trouble. I was dead wrong there. I thought they had escaped the relegation trap. Them and Brentford, it's a problem. But Everton are in huge trouble. That is where I was right. That is where MKT was wrong. Love to hear your thoughts at MKT Inspires, uh, your thoughts in and around those issues there. Um, please do like, share, subscribe uh, wherever you do listen. Um, what I've decided I'm going to do over the next, while we're working a few things out, over the next weeks, I will start putting the podcast, I will record it, and I'll start putting it on YouTube as well. So what you hear now will also be available on YouTube moving forward. If you prefer YouTube, please go there. If you haven't subscribed yet, do go and subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. The MKT Show. All right. Uh, I, I quickly want to touch on this. Arsenal fans are saying Arteta out. Uh, Arsenal have won one of the last five games. Uh, in 20 matches, they are fourth. After 20 matches uh, this season, they are fourth in the EPL. 20 goals against them. They've got the second best defense in the league. In Arteta's full three seasons that Mikel Arteta has coached. They've come 8th, 5th, and 2nd. In Arteta's last 58 games, they've lost 10 games. In 2021-22 alone, they lost 12 games in 38 matches. So in the last 58 games, they've lost 10, by the way. That's how good Arsenal are right now. In 21, So in one season, they lost 12 games in 21-22. In the last 58, they've lost 10. That's how good Mikel Arteta has the team humming. Arsenal fans are saying Arteta's under pressure. Newspapers are saying, I'm like, what are we talking about? The, the arrogance, the sheer arrogance and entitlement of these Arsenal fans. You've gone 20 years without a title. You're not a, you, you're not, you're historically big, but you're not a, you're not a big club anymore. Arsenal and Man United fans think it's their right to win. Now, I don't know if it's this new age of people saying, I deserve. You don't deserve anything. To win, you've got to earn winning at the highest level. And the English Premier League is the highest level of sport, I would argue, in the world. The most competitive league in the world. This is not 2004, guys. And even then, Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira, those guys were the mandate. You don't have a divine right to win. The insanity of this entitlement. Like, what are we actually talking about? If, if you're an Arsenal fan and you're saying, Arteta may not be the guy to, to take us there. To take you where? To, to take you where? Because you have not won the league in two decades. 2003, 2004. It's 20 years 2004 is the last time you won the league. I was still in school then. I was just moving to the UK when Mourinho was taking over. Take you where? Where should I take to be taken? It's madness. Because here's the thing, right? Let's use an example in your own life. Let's just say you've let yourself go physically. This is an example we can all understand. It's a lot easier right, to keep up good habits versus, oh, I've gained 10 kilograms. Have you, tried, have you tried to lose 10 kilograms before in a healthy manner? I don't mean like all these disgusting shortcuts people take. No shakes, like, like just lose 10 kilograms because the hardest part is getting into the, into the good habits, right? Like bad habits are very easy to pick up. Good habits, ugh. 
So to undo those bad habits takes a lot longer than, you know, than you would ideally like. Mikel Arteta has had to undo 20 years of mediocre behavior, of average behavior, of bad signings. There are are people at Arsenal that worked for 20 years and thought it was okay to say top four is a trophy. The great Arsene Wenger, as his legacy eroded, I'm sorry, he was the problem. He was the beginning of the problem. You can't say that. Even if you believe it, you cannot have your leader say that. You cannot, not at this level. Alex Ferguson's too ruthless. Roman Abramovich is too ruthless. These guys are too ruthless at the top. If they smell that, you see, that was Arsenal giving up. And when Arsene Wenger said it, the players believe it. Mikel Arteta has just started to undo. He started to undo 20 years of bad behavior. Because remember, in an institution that big, it's not just about the players. It's about getting elite people everywhere. The whole building, the whole of the Emirates, the whole of Arsenal Football Club has to be elite. right? So you've got to get at least 80-90%. Because in no institution do you need everyone. You need the majority. You need, Mikel Arteta needs 90% of that building to be elite. And that's going to take time. Because a lot of mediocrity has survived, by the way. From Wenger, and it just, it, you know you know how it goes. Once you get into bad habits. So it's insane. This is not the time to kick him out. Because he's just started to do the hard work. If you give Arteta another 3-4 years to really get rid of the rot. Then we're cooking. Then we're cooking. But this idea of our teta out, I mean, what are we talking about? What are we, what are we actually talking about? For Arsenal fans, for The Athletic, for Sky Sports to be even suggesting that, is he the man to take Arsenal there? To, I ask, to where? Because you're not being realistic as an Arsenal fan. If you think you're a title contender. I know it's a nice story. You're not. I'm sorry. You cannot be for 20 years out of the conversation. And then be good for 18 months. And think you're back in the mix. Last season was an anomaly. Don't Please, please don't think coming second is normal for, for Arsenal. Now, if Arsenal comes second for the next four years... Okay, we're having a different conversation. You, now, the Gunners are back. But you're not back. Stop saying that. You're not back. A broken clock is right twice a day. That was an anomaly. It wasn't the rule. You know, Chelsea, Man City, these are the clubs now that are going, blood, yeah. They should, they, they, and, and they should be arrogant enough to say that. Arsenal shouldn't be that arrogant. Based on what? Based on what? Mikel Arteta shouldn't... He's actually ahead of schedule. He shouldn't be competing because he should really still be building the foundations. Just remember it took Jurgen Klopp five years. Hey? Now, this is year five um, for Mikel Arteta. But I would say he had a slightly more difficult job because the nice thing about Jurgen is when he came in, they let him rip it up completely. And he's got such great ownership. John W. Henry is a tremendously ruthless owner. The way they ripped it up and got rid of that old mediocre era when Jürgen came in from Brendan Rodgers' time. Like, and remember, he, he inherited a team that had come second. Uh, shout out CVG with the slip. A couple of years earlier. So the, there was a decent foundation to work with. But he was allowed to immediately ruthlessly cull. Look how long it took. I mean, Mikel Arteta was fighting with Ozil how long, and now Ozil's on social media uh, about COVID and, and all of that. Remember, I thought Arteta did a terrific job to traverse all of the, all of that because Ozil was that was tricky. That was tricky. It was there was a lot of entitled mediocre players at Arsenal, which is what I think Man United are going through now. What are we What are we talking about? It's night and day. Arsenal for the first time in twenty years feel elite. Now let him keep working because there's still mediocrity, um, I think, in and around the, the crust of, of, of it all. Uh, the core is good. He's going to need a few more Declan Rice level leaders in that club and then we can start humming. 
So to Arsenal fans saying, Arsenal, uh, Arteta out, is he the guy to take us there? Uh, you're disgusting. You, you're like, sorry, you're, you're not Man City, you're not Chelsea. Like, those are the two clubs in the last 20 years, right? In the last decade that can say, we expect to win. They're winning Champions League and titles. In the last decade, it's, I'm sorry, like it's Chelsea, Chelsea second, it's Man City first. No, nobody else has the right to be going, I can't believe we didn't win. Like Liverpool have won title in 30 years. Just remember that. Like Arsenal haven't won a title in 20 years. Man United haven't won a title in a decade. None of those clubs should be going, oh, and this is not to say you can't have standards. But you have to accept who you are. Like Man United, Arsenal, you're not those guys anymore. You're also rants. Arsenal don't have a Champions League title, by the way. Like I also they must Like it's a very classy club and it's a London club. It's a it's a beautiful club. I love Arsenal. But let's let's maybe calm down here. Yeah. I, I, I mean Mikel Arteta out. What what are, what are we doing? Let's be realistic, guys. Come on. Love to hear your thoughts. Are you are you an Arsenal fan? Ah, let the guy build to stop the madness. To un- so here's what I say to people. People who ask me about health habits. And th- this is not... I haven't read this anywhere. I've just gone by how I like to approach life. For every one unit of good... It's going to take so so of bad. Sorry. So if you have one bad habit, let let's say let, let, let's use a metric. If you've had a bad habit for a year, it's going to take you two years to undo it properly. And I mean properly, right? Mikel Arteta has had to undo two decades of large scale mediocrity. Do you understand the complexity of his job? Like, oh my God. Just think of yourself, right? If you have like six bad months, you get in a funk. Maybe you lost your job or, or maybe your boss didn't give you the, the cash you want as a bonus and now you're fighting with your girlfriend and, you know, it just starts to, like, think of yourself. Six bad months of behavior. How long does it take you to turn it around? A year? Two years? Like, be realistic. Be honest. Take a second to to think about when you've gotten in a funk in life. Arsenal have been in a funk for 20 years. You think that's going to turn around in five years? Absolutely not. He's performed a miracle to get them competitive. A miracle. By biblical standards. Even by biblical standards, this is a miracle, what Arteta's done. In four years that he came second. In year five, he's in the top four. He's got the best defense in the league. Come on. Top six finish for Arsenal. You should be laughing. You should be laughing at the moment absolutely laughing i'm not saying you can't have hope and and fan is short for fanatical you, you should be fanatical but i think we're all too smart now to be saying things like arteta out because he can't win the title which we haven't done for t- two decades come on come on that's not it all right uh let's move on to the mailbag good old zafeta it's actually Zapeta, but it's a Z-A-P-H-E-T-A. It's how you spell it. So if he, if he's, if he's a, if he's my version, a black guy like me, uh, my cousin always used to say. So <laughs> if, if, if uh, there was a conversation needed with the bras, let's say, my cousin used to say, um, "You're not the right kind of black." <laughs> <laughs> she's very funny. Although she's quite hoity-toity. She works at the World Bank. But she, she was raised in the homelands, you know? But she's a, yeah, she's a hell of a, she's a bit of a bombshell in terms of academia and things. She said to me, you're not the right kind of black. When we, you, you understand what I mean. Horses for courses here. So if, you, if you're a me kind of black, it's Zafeta. But it's actually Ozapeta. Oz, if you're like me, Good old Zaps. Good old Zaps has to say. He says, hey, MKT, hope all is good and you enjoyed your December holidays. I did. Thank you, Zaps. For your next show, could you state the difference between domination and a dynasty when it comes to sport? 
Okay, so I'll give it to you quickly. Dynasties dominate for a long time. Dominance, it can be two, three years, right? Uh, in whatever you're doing. So dynasties can form and it doesn't necessarily need to be the same person, but clubs can dominate. Like Chelsea were dynastic for a, for a decade. Five, I mean, they had five Premier League titles in 13 years. Like that's dynastic. Man United, three in a row. That's that's dynastic. You know, Fergie, dynasty. Uh but dominance is, I would say, Liverpool. You know, Liverpool were dominant for 18 months. Remember when they went to every single final and won Champions League? Like, that's dominant. They were dominant. That was very, very dominant. Pep, Pep, Barcelona were dominant. That was three years. I wouldn't call them dynastic. They were, although in the large scale of things, people say, yes, the sextuple and, and all of that. But they were winning with Rijkaard. You know, it was dynastic Barcelona, but they they, they won it. They won the treble with uh, Luis Enrique. So, what are we doing here? So, I would I would call Pep dominant rather than dynastic at Barcelona. For me, it was too short to be a dynasty in the football sense, and also it's not a very competitive league. You know. I like I, I, I Pep was next level. He was beating everyone. But anyway, you and I are the same age. So in our lifetime, there's been the Chicago Bulls, Michael Schumacher with Ferrari, Lewis Hamilton with Mercedes, the Yankees with Derek Jeter, Man United with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, the Patriots with Bill and Brady, Nick Saban with Alabama, the Williams sisters, Roger, Rafa, and Novak, Tiger Woods, LeBron, Messi, and Ronaldo. I'm sure I've missed some. Anyway, which ones of these are domination and which one is a dynasty, team or individual? So I thought, you know what, it might take a bit long to break down each and every single one of those. Okay, so I thought I'd give you my top three most dynastic. So beyond dominant, dynastic, redefined an industry, never to be seen again in all of sport, global sport. I'll give you my top three. Zaps, because otherwise we, we're going to have a four-hour podcast. I, I would say an hour is long enough and people barely have time for that. So I'll give you my top three. At number three, this guy spent 683 weeks at number one. The best, <laughs> I mean, th- th- that's just outrageous. 683 weeks as number one. The next best was Greg Norman at 331 weeks. That's why I've always argued he's the greatest sportsman of all time. Um, I will come back to who he is. He was number one for 280 weeks, 281 weeks in a row. No one has ever been more than 100 weeks. The closest was Greg Norman at 96 weeks. That means he's three times better. His run of being number one for 281 weeks in a row is three times better than anybody else from June, from the 12th of June 2005 to the 30th of October 2010. Tiger Woods was twice Three times as good as everybody else. You remember those ratings that used to be available? He's the only guy I remember who was in double figure for points and often would go to 20 while others were on single figures. No sportsman has ever been twice as good as everybody else. Twice as good. Not twice as good. Tiger did it for a decade. He was twice as good as everyone for a decade. Think how long that is. In a highly competitive global sport, VJ Singh, Ernie Yeltsin, like Davis Love, all the Americans, all the Englishmen, Colin Montgomery, the Scotsman, the Shark, Norm, Stryer. We're talking about people from around the globe. Golf is a global game, elite, elitist, but global game. Tiger Woods at number three, the greatest dynasty. I've ever seen and the world of sport has ever seen. At number two, they won the 99, 2003 and 2007 Cricket World Cups. What John Buchanan and those guys did under Steve Waugh and Ricky Ponting is simply, it'll never be repeated again. Australian cricket team and it's important to me that that sport is played by over a billion people. That level of dominance will never be seen in sport again. Ever. And listen, I like Usain Bolt. 
but ro- sprinting running is a little too niche for my liking. This is a sport played by over a billion people. I'm sorry, Australian cricket is the second greatest dynasty. And at number one, I think it's quite easy. The Spanish football team, 2008-2012. Euros 08, World Cup 10, Euros 12. That doesn't happen. It's the most competitive era of football ever. And to hold it together, because here's my argument against clubs. All right. You can buy to fix the problem. Right. Fergie could get Juan Veron, Eric Cantona. Like you can buy to fix the problem. In international football, you've got what you've got. You've got like, that's it. From Louis Aragonés and the rest of everything that's gone on right up until 20. You can't buy Spanish people. You've got what you've got. I'm sorry, that level of dominance, the way they had world football in a chokehold, European football in a chokehold for six years, eight years, is uh, unreal. It, it really started in 06, let's be honest. After that 06 World Cup, and then Vicente Del Bosque obviously just took it to a whole other level at 2010. But for me, that's the greatest dynasty sports I've ever seen. It's, it's the greatest game in the world, which is football. To dominate like that in the most competitive era of it all is simply astonishing. Brazil, have, I mean, in the professional era, Brazil couldn't do it. And Brazil really have it easier. It's like them or Argentina. Like, there's no one else in South America, right? Like, European football is now... Today, as we sit here, it is, it's never been this good. It's, there's never been this many good players in the world. That is the greatest dynasty sport has ever seen. Nothing's more difficult than dominating international football to do it at over three tournaments. Euros, World Cup, Euros. We will never see that again in our lifetime. I don't think we'll ever see Brazil win, even if Brazil went and won their Copa, won a World Cup, and then won the Copa again. I just don't see that happening. I just don't. I don't I don't see G- Germany couldn't do it. It's too competitive now as well. Like it just and, and football was humming then. Remember England England were the golden generation. Italy were sensational out of that 06 team. Germany are always Germany. Not not now though. Shout out to Joachim Löw for staying way too long. Ruined it. But I, I don't think there's a better dynasty than that team. And I haven't included any American sports because those are too parochial. Like, I love Brady. Like, I, I, I love the NFL. I love NBA. But I'm sorry, Michael Jordan, you can't be part of the conversation. Especially at that time, you know, there was only American players. Like, the world was locked out. Like, look at the NBA now. If anything, I'd argue for LeBron now. Because now the best players in the world are Joel Embiid, right? And Nikola Jokic. I mean, it's all the Serbians and the, and the Africans, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo. So now it's an international league. But Michael Jordan, I'm, I'm not diminishing his achievements. But it wasn't a global game. It was an American game. There weren't any, I mean, Sabonis and these guys... There was a, a a sprinkle here, a sprinkle there. But now you're seeing Luca. You're seeing all these guys from around the world. Now it's a global league. But I can't give it to... I can't give it to baseball. I can't give it to... Uh, definitely not NFL. Like, that's purely an American sport. And then I can't give it to basketball or, or baseball. I'm sorry. I, I just I can't do it. I just can't do it. And Formula One's too elitist. Like, you just need too many things. Like, Tiger Woods is from a poor family, and he made it happen. You know? Like, golf is, of all the elite sports, I would say golf is the most accessible. Because you don't need lots of people. Like, do you have the will and athletic ability? Okay, let's get you early and teach you. Here we go. It's like tennis. But the other argument is... Lewis Hamilton has never been twice as good as everyone else. Now the titles, yes, but he's not—he's not twice as good as Mike Schumacher. Do you know what I mean? Like Tiger Woods is twice as good. The 
only person who can come and see him is Jack Nicholas, and even then, Jack Nicholas's dominance wasn't the game wasn't as global then. Tiger was in when Tiger Woods was the world number one at twenty one years old. Like it's just it's it's outrageous, and then he never looked back. And then he was three times he he's been number one three times more than the next guy, ever. Come on, guys. Tiger Woods at number three, Australian cricket at number two, and Spain's all-time conquering football team, for me, is is the greatest. Because football is the greatest game. It's the world's game. The most people in the world play it. So, ipso facto, the competition is the hardest in football. They dominated the world. They dominated Europe. I would argue Euros is harder to win, actually, than the World Cup. I would argue that. And I'll argue to my death. There's more good teams. There's more good teams in Euros than the World Cup. The only threat outside of Europe is Argentina and Brazil. But in the Euros, like Denmark are good enough to win the Euros. You know, like, and they're good. There's like eight, nine teams. It's like eight, nine teams who can win it. And not all those teams, by the way, and people go, oh, yeah, but what about the, they're at the World Cup? Well, at America, they might be. But at, with a 32-team World Cup, like Italy was, Italy is not making a World Cup now. I just remember that, by the way. You know, there's like, there's World Cups with no Italy. Real thing. No Sweden. There's more good teams for me in Euros. And it's a harder competition to win. Because you also don't get any cupcakes, really. Like every now and then you'll get, you know, Albania or whatever. But there's no real cupcakes in, in Euros. Like World Cup, I mean. You're going to get the host country. It's South Africa. It's, I'm sorry to say it, but it's the African teams who are shambles. Like they just are. There hasn't been a good African team since Senegal 02. Let's be honest. Euros is the hardest international competition. The Premier League is the hardest competition in the world. That, that, that is, that, that, that's not even close. It goes Premier League, Champions League, Euros, World Cup for me in the order. Like the hardest one to win. There's cupcakes in the World Cup. Especially if you like the number one seed ranking from Europe. Get out of here. Love to hear your thoughts. MKT inspires. That is my top three dynasties. Tiger Woods, Australian cricket, Spanish football from 08 to 2012. Of course, started by Louis Aragones. Not a fan of Black Oaks. Remember, remember he, had, uh, he had his bit to say there. A bit awkward because he had Marco Senna in his squad. So a little bit awkward. But uh, he got caught for saying some racisms. Yeah. Awkward. And then, of course, the great Vicente Del Bosque just took it to a whole nother level. You know when people say, oh, he's doing too much. That was Del Bosque. Like, okay, he's left coaching Real Madrid. Remember, he coached the Los Galacticos, which weren't actually as as successful as they should have been, by the way. Like, that was just a good PR thing. Uh, didn't work out in the end. Don't sell Claude Makaleli. Remember they won one Champions League only, yeah? And, like, Zinedine Zidane only has, I think, one... Like, that era won one Champions League and won La Liga. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Hope you have the greatest week of your life. I'm pretty fired up. I've got some meetings this week, which um, are hopefully going to accelerate everything I've been talking about. But uh, shout out to y'all. Get back to work, though. Like, you know, you know, be good to yourself. Blah blah blah. Okay, we've done that now. You've you've had your feet. You you you've posted your photos of you by the beach on a lounger with your legs. You, you know how people like to thirst trap, especially the ladies. They like to do this one. The one where they just show their well-manicured feet and their their thighs. When the when the thighs are out, thighs are out. And they're like, oh, just so blessed or whatever with a cocktail. You, you know the classic photo I'm talking about. Okay, you've done that now. Now, wake up at 5.30, get in the gym and go to work. 
Like, it's fine. You've had your holiday. We, nobody needs to hear how hard your life is. It's Kumbuzo. Get to work. Michelle, get to work and please be on time. And have the time of your lives. Hopefully you're doing what you enjoy, eh? If not, keep grinding. Um, I don't know if it will work out. Like th- this is not a this is not a, a purely positive. I- I'm I'm not naively positive. Like maybe it won't work out. If if you don't do anything about it, it's not going to work out. Like life doesn't just work out. You've, you you've got to plan and strategize and and work towards a goal. Sorry. Like uh, maybe some people are religious. Unfortunately, that's not how, it's not actually how it goes. Like you, you you've got to. Uh, listen, I'm going to stick to this. I'll finish off on this. You get the life you deserve. Uh, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here.